0: Thanks for joining the show today, everybody. I want to talk a little bit about business planning in 2024. New year, new you, that whole cliche type of thing, but I'm a big fan of it. Some of you may have seen my post that New Year's Day is one of my favorite days of the year to work because I feel like I'm getting an edge on everybody else. And a lot of that comes down to the business planning that that goes into what day am I going to start working this year and how hard am I going to grind it out. But I want to go through a little bit of a process with everyone from a business planning standpoint. But before I get there, I wanted to read you some quotes. And some of these quotes are from a book called Do It for a Day. And then I have some quotes from some different sources. So anyway, anyone can accomplish almost anything if they work at it long enough, hard enough, and smart enough. Destiny is not a mystery. Destiny is daily habits. It's mind over matter. It's nurture over nature. It's a daily grind in the same direction. If you want every day to count, count the days. If you want to change your life, change the story. If you want to be super, you've got to do the natural. So the point being, you got to be in touch with yourself if you want to do super and amazing things. Time is measured in minutes. Life is measured in moments. Bury dead yesterdays. Imagine unborn tomorrows. Make every day a masterpiece. The obstacle is not the enemy. The obstacle is the way. Do the best you can with what you have where you are. Dream big, start small, think long. And I thought there were some really great quotes, but I'm gonna throw uh, a couple others in there. I just finished a book called Meditations, and it was written by Marcus Aurelius, who was a Roman emperor 2,000 years ago. And I'm gonna paraphrase a little bit. But it's, yesterday is dead. The future does not exist. You only have today. And what was so interesting to me in really reading his book, and again, I I recommend it as a read for everybody, is here was the most powerful person in the world going through the same process a lot of us still go through, right? We're trying to figure out our way on a day-to-day basis. And he summed it up with basically saying, hey, listen, man, yesterday, that's dead. It doesn't matter. Now, it isn't that we don't learn and grow from our experiences that happened in the past and then also congratulate ourselves on the success that we've had in the past, but it's, it's not real anymore. Just like the future, it's not real. It's going to be real as we get into tomorrow and after and so forth, but it's not, not real. All you have is today. Uh, and the last quote I'm going to give you is a quote. It's my quote. Don't mess around. Do the work. Now, I threw the word mess in there versus the the expletive I would usually use, but stop messing around. Just get it done. So anyway, so I'm going to go through some different things from a business planning standpoint that an exercise I run through for myself. And I find a great place to start when you're trying to plan for the future is to recap what it is that you've done in the past. And I think that's a big miss for a lot of us. You know, do we really take the time to appreciate what it is that we've done? I know for myself personally, I don't do it frequently enough. You know, where I'm only looking at what I could have done better and not necessarily recognizing some of the things that I really did do and some of the things that we're growing on. But at the end of the day, life is a marathon. So those incremental steps that you're making day after day, week after week, month, year, and so forth, they all add up to what's going to happen now and what's going to happen in the future. So I'd encourage everyone to write down five greatest things that happened last year to you in a very challenging year and a very challenging market. And then the three things that you're most proud of as you think that all through. I'd also say you want to take a look at the three greatest lessons that you learn from the year. And, and don't take any shortcuts on it. Like, really think it through and get a really good idea as to, you know, hey, what did I accomplish? What did I learn? And probably most importantly, where did I grow? You know, if from a growth standpoint, uh, yeah, I'm reading this other book by an, by an author, Uh, named Adam Grant. I've read all his books. He's fantastic as well. And he was talking about growth and where growth occurs. And growth occurs when you get outside of your comfort zone. And I don't even mean to make that sound so cliche, but it's so true. You know, if you're very comfortable in what you're doing, how can you possibly grow? If you're doing the same thing all the time, it's great. You may be a master, you may be an expert, but you can't get any additional personal growth or business growth unless, unless you're getting a little bit uncomfortable. So anyway, take the time to go through the lessons that you've learned and where did you grow in 2023. Kind of moving forward on it, year in review, again, More looking back on 2023, three personal improvements that you made from last year. Where did you get better as compared to 2022? If you could do last year over again, I would do these things differently. And that's a good one. You know, people usually, when you reflect back on it, you start thinking, oh, hey, maybe I should have done, I should have done this, I should have done that, maybe if I went that path. It's good to recognize what you may have done differently, but at the same breath, I would also encourage you not to obsess over it. You know, I take, I'm from the paradigm of would I have really done things differently in hindsight? Well, the answer is obviously yes in some situations. But if you did do something differently, you may not have experienced the growth or the self-awareness to understand what you should have done differently. So it's a little bit of a catch-22. That's like wondering what would have happened... 10 years ago, had you made choice A versus choice B? Well, I don't know. Life could be better. Life could be worse. I, I, you don't know because it would have changed a whole sequence of events. Greatest influences on you last year. That's products, people, viewpoints, et cetera. Smartest decision that you've made. What'd you do last year that was your, your top decision that you made? I go through this one and I like it a lot. It's what's the most caring service type. i performed. So what did you do last year that gave back a little bit and helped other people? And let's call it what it is. I mean, when you're helping other people, it it makes you feel good. So what do you feel proud about that you did to help other people? Biggest risk taken, most important, important relationship involved, and that's personal and professional. And one word that sums up the year. You know, if I were to personally look at one word that sums up the year after I've reflected back on everything, it's growth. Now, it wasn't growth from a business standpoint. I didn't do more business in 2022 than I did in 2023, significantly less, actually. I was down significantly. But the due diligence that I did to make sure that I was growing and getting better in other areas, I can look back on and say, hey. You know, I had a, experienced a lot of growth and the reality is I wouldn't have experienced that same level of growth had, I been, had the market been the same way it was during the COVID year. So, you know, in some sort of weird way, I'm happy about that. And I'm happy that I got to grow effectively last year. Three, three things you need to do more of in 2024. Three things that you need to do less of in 2024. And three things I need to stop doing altogether. uh, Again, when I look at the quote I gave you earlier, don't mess around, just do it. The advice I would give is if you have anything that are distractions or things that take you away from the core business that you're trying to do and the core activities, and those activities, you know, I prefaced it with business, but they're also personal activities, friends, families, loved ones, gym, all those things, don't mess around, just get it done. Because at the end of the day, time's going to go by, and you'll be looking at the end of 2024, and you're either going to say to yourself, I've grown in the areas I was looking to grow in, or you didn't, and it's that cut and dry. I'm going to touch just a little bit on gratitude, the three amazing people in your life, three great things about my home and where I live, and self-reflective of what's good, three things where I want where I work and want to do for a living. So the three great things about what you do for a living. Uh, I'll give you one right out of the gates from mine. I came back from vacation. I was in Mexico with my family uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's. And when I got back and I get back into the office on New Year's Day, all I'm thinking about is, thank goodness that I don't have to get on a boat to go to Manhattan, or a train to go to Manhattan, or a bus to go to Manhattan. I wake up, I'm in my office in 10 minutes, and I can get my work done. So I'm very, very grateful for that, that I don't have to commute these long distances for work. Uh, three gifts and unique talents or skills that you have. Three gifts of knowledge that you've experienced and developed. Three ways you've experienced luck in your life. and no matter how you slice it, you're lucky. You're very lucky. I'm gonna take a a step back again and talk about being in Mexico. We were staying in a resort in Mexico, Riviera Maya area. It was great, sunny, great, everything. But I had the opportunity to take some tours throughout the surrounding areas. And they live a different lifestyle than we do here in the States. There's a lot of poverty. And there's a lot of need, and there's a lot of want, and there's a lot of ignorance in helping other people. I'm not saying that people don't help each other, but they don't have the infrastructure that we have here in the United States to really be able to build and grow. And listen, nowhere is perfect, but there's a reason why people are dying to get over the borders to get into this country. We're already here. Make the most of it and leverage what you can to be able to accomplish what you're looking to do. No better place in America. I create a vision or creating a vision going into into this year, you know, to understand maybe what has frustrated you in the past and what's created tension in the past so you can address that, be good with that, move forward and create a more effective vision going into 2024. In creating your vision, you also want to think about what it is you want, right? Like, what do you want? You know, one of, the, one of the big riddles or challenges in the world are two things, not knowing what you want and getting what you want. And think about that one for a second. Those are the things that drive people crazy. What do I want? And I got what I want. And then you got to redo it and say, hey, is that really what I wanted? And that's why life is a constant growth cycle to really understand what it is that you want. You know, what do you need to get what you want? How bad do you want it? And at the very end, do you want these things that you have now or do you want better? And being able to plan around that. You may be content where you're at. There's nothing wrong with that. You may want better for yourself. Well, it's not just going to happen. Nothing just doesn't organically happen. You know, kind of going back to last year again. You know, what did you accomplish last year? What were the growth steps that you've taken? So, you can, so if you want to get better, you can leverage that in 2024 and beyond. Then I get into a whole cycle of understanding your numbers. So how much money do you want to make? And then when, when you look at how much you want money you want to make, can you back into that number? And I'm going to use the mortgage inter- industry as an example. you got to come up with what that dollar amount is, you know, divided by what your comp is on it, so you can get a feel for how much business you need to close. And you do the same thing from a real estate standpoint. So I need to close X amount of, of business to earn what I'm looking to do. Well, that's great. Well, not everybody that you talk to is going to turn into a closed transaction. So then you need to understand, okay, if I'm going to have, if I'm going to convert 50% of the people that I talk to, let's just say you need to close 100 transactions. I'm just using round numbers. So you close 100 transactions. Well, that means I need to talk to how many people to get there. If I'm going to convert on 50%, it's 200 people, right? You got to talk to 200 people. So you're going to fund half of those. And honestly, it's probably more than that. It's probably significantly more than 200 people. Well, in order to have 200 amazing conversations with people that can lead to business, how many smaller conversations do you need to have? And it may be a factor of, you may convert 10% of those people. So you can see how the numbers can get up into, you know, I need to talk to 500 people. I need to talk to 1,000 people. And just to be able to hit your goal of what the closed production is that you need to do. But you gotta know the number. You have to know your average transaction amount to be able to back into all of this. Because if you don't, you're just you're living paycheck to paycheck, and you're living hour to hour and day to day. You gotta know where you're trying to go. And in knowing where you're trying to go go at the end, you gotta be able to back into those numbers. How many people can I talk to per day? So do the math. Now, I'm an analytical by nature, so I'm always doing the math. But if you're not good at it, get good at it because it's not going away. you got to understand where you're at, to understand where you're going, and then be able to back into everything. And then what are the business pillars that you're going after? You know, As an example, if you are in the mortgage industry, some of those business pillars may be working with real estate agents that refer me, business, or I build relationships with, high trust relationships with, to earn referral business from them. Could be working with CPAs, it could be working with financial planners, and it could be working with your current book of business. So there's four business pillars right there. Once you've identified the business pillars, you need to come to- up with three to five specific tasks that you're going to do to ensure that you're driving the correct relationship with everyone. So identify your business pillars and then knock down specific tasks of what you need to do to do that. Now with that, you're gonna talk about one of my most favorite things, which is the tracking of the numbers. Here's my experience. If you're in sales, you're a terrible tracker. I don't know why. Left side of brain, right side of brain, I don't know what it is. But most salespeople are terrible at tracking their performance and their results. And I got news for you. The people that are very, very successful are the people that track everything. So you want to know everybody that you're talking to. Track it. Database management. You got to be following up. You got to understand who you're converting, where that business is coming from, specifically by individual. you got to understand the types of clients that you have coming in. Am I dealing with first-time home buyers, step-up buyers? Am I dealing with luxury buyers? Like You have to be able to track everything. And the beautiful thing about 2024 as opposed to 1998 when I got into this industry, there are systems that do all this for you. It's not a pen and paper system. You don't have to write it down on a, on a cocktail napkin like I might have done in, two, in 1998. Like this stuff's all automated. You pick up that cell phone that you're in front of for seven, and eight, seven or eight hours a day anyway, and you start tracking all the information. You know, being able to put people in the campaigns, being able to put, no, put notes in there, so you can have a disciplined way to track and follow up with everybody. And then track the results of, of all of that. Is it an Excel spreadsheet? Whatever it is that the the forum that you're using to track your results, you have to be able to track them. And I'll give you a great example as to why. Let's say that you have 100 people that are referred over to you. From your book of business, from real estate agents, from financial planners, from CPAs, from whoever. I got 100. And let's say you close 10 transactions out of that. Well, 10 transactions, that's 10 deals. My first question would be, what happened to the other 90? And you don't want to have an answer of, I don't know, I don't know what happened. You want to know specifically what happened. Like, how did did people stop looking for a home? Did they go with another lender? Did they not not like you? (laughs) Right? Like, what is it that happened to those other 90? And if you don't track it, you have no idea. The answer is going to be, I don't know. So you can be the best salesperson in the world that's getting a ton of different lead flow, but if you're not tracking everything that's going on with that lead flow, you know, you're know you really dead in the water. Because in our example, those 90 people, it could just be you poor at converting them from the initial conversation into a pre-approval or into a closed transaction. And that's okay, because there's skill sets that you can enhance and build around that will improve that. How do I go from 10% to 20% to 30% to 70% without doing any more work except fine-tuning your skills? But if you don't understand where that break is in communication, you don't know what it is that you're going to fix. You can only manage what you can measure. And remember that. You can only manage what you can measure. And you can't measure things that are just in your head. Okay, so if you don't know how to track the information, you're not sure how you can improve in certain areas, you know, you just feel like you could do a lot better than what you're currently doing, either to drive new business, to be able to think in a more organizational fashion, to be able to convert at a higher ratio, call me. You know, there's coaching and there's mentorship that's involved for people that have been doing this for for decades. And there's an easier way and there's a better way to maximize your success in your industry. So I'm a producer, a mentor, a coach, I have a podcast, on TV, and penning a book. So I certainly have a lot of experience in all of these things, and I'd love to be able to help everyone. So if you need anything, again, just reach out to me. I want to close on some tackling of some tough times because we definitely saw some tough things last year. You know, you want to get very real about your individual situation. Don't lie to yourself. You know how hard you worked last year. You know how many times you said, it's the market. You know it. And I, I can't stand that expression because there's people in the mortgage and the real estate industry that did more business last year than they've ever done in their career. Well, Why didn't you? Was it the market? I don't know. The market was amazing for some people, and for other people, it was terrible. So You can blame the market, or you can look in the mirror. Uh, You want to re-margin your business and get serious about expense management. I mean, we did a lot of this last year, and you want to be equally as diligent about it this year. Some of the good things that you did last year and some of the growth could have been expense management. So now when you go into this year that could be progressively better, you have the expenses more under control because during the COVID times, expenses were completely out of control. Just spending money because you had a ton of money going in. So the expense management that hopefully you've learned has trickled over into 2024. And learn to do more with less. I mean, for me, I look at that leverage of technology and I could talk about technology for an hour and how you should be leveraging it at a high level but leverage technology to your advantage. It goes without saying that you want to focus on those three or four core business channels that you have and focus on the lead generation associated with that. And I don't even love the expression lead generation. It's like a generic thing that you say in sales. It's really relationship building. You know, lead generation always is going to fall into place if you built the right relationships and you built the right reputation for yourself. And really manage your self-talk with yourself and going back to how many times I heard it's the market last year. I probably heard it 10,000 times, literally 10,000 times. And that can be some really poor self-talk that you have. If you're convinced the market is bad, then the market's going to be bad. If you're convinced that you can do more in any market and you're going to do the activities associated with it, You're going to do more in any market. Success is an inside job. It's none of the external factors. It's an inside job. Now, changes in the external external factors make it harder. It makes you have to be more due diligent. But at the end of the day, it's about what you're doing and controlling yourself. So with all that being said, if I could be of any assistance to anybody, please reach out to me directly. And I'm going to close on the quote that I gave you earlier. Don't mess around. Just get it done. And if you don't know how to, give me a call. Hey, I appreciate everyone uh, joining this week and look forward to catching up with you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.